I greet you with the noble greeting that has been used by messengers and prophets of Allah, the greeting that has been used of Shalom by Isa and Musa the greeting that has been used with Salam by our beloved Prophet with the same greeting, a greeting that means harmony, a greeting that means peace. I greet you. Assalamu alaikum. So I'm very privileged to be back here in Cape Town on my 81st visit, giving my 61st Juma lecture. And uh, I would like to thank Allah for this opportunity to be with my Muslim family again, this time in the month of Ramadan, and uh, the opportunity of glorifying Him together and the opportunity to become cognizant of Allah together. So the glorious Quran tells us that verily only in the remembrance of Allah does our heart find peace. So you can't find peace and security in the world. See, you think the thing that's going to make your life a bit more easier, a bit more peaceful sometimes, if I had more money, if I had somebody to love me, I'll have more peace in my life. And the Quran reminds us that nothing in the world and of the world will ever bring peace to you. There are people with so much of money, but never any peace within them. There are people with people who love them dearly, but not ever feeling that love and experiencing it. So the Quran tells us that the greatest of activities is the remembrance of Allah. And we have that opportunity today, fellow Muslims, to, to remember Allah together. What a great thing that is. Especially on this Friday, the first Friday of Ramadan. So, I'm going to speak to you, as I usually do, on the importance of Salam. Salam is a state of being. It's a state of being in harmony. Harmony within yourself. That is the harmony of God. We say Allah is the source of harmony. He's Allah, Salam. From Him emanates Salam. So, the harmony that uh, we find in Allah, that we connect with ourselves and harmony that we enter into our relationships with our fellow human beings, harmony in our lives. I usually speak about Salam and Iman, that awareness that Allah is our source, our sustainer, our Rahman. He is our source, our creator and sustainer. And He's our Rahim, our nurturer, our restorer, our healer, our purifier, our cleanser, our Iman. And Dua is my usual focus of how to make Dua intelligently. Dua is the weapon of the believer and a lot of people are not using the power of Dua intelligently. We're using it ignorantly. We're not using the power of Dua in a way that is effective, we're using it ineffectively. We're not using it powerfully, we're using it powerlessly. So this is usually my discussions, but today I will adapt it for the month of Ramadan, a blessed month that we have been given. The month of Ramadan is the ninth month in the Islamic calendar, and it is a month in which the first verses of the glorious Quran were revealed. And it is the month where our beloved Prophet became the Nabi. And the Quran is a very significant contribution to humanity. The Quran says, it, in itself it says it is a guidance and a healing to humanity. The Quran is a gift given to humanity 
to guide us to heal the diseases of our hearts it says. So we must understand that the Quran is a great gift to humanity and we know that the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu was also sent as a mercy unto mankind. So he got his prophethood in this month and apparently there are various other revelations whether it's the Torah, the Injil, the Zabur, the Suhuf apparently they were all revealed in the month of Ramadan. So Ramadan is a great gift, blessing to humanity of Allah's guidance to humanity. He is, is, is glad tidings to humanity. So the month of Ramadan is actually a really blessed month although many of us look at it as a month of you know not going out or not getting involved in the world month of deprivation a lot of us look at it as a month of you know not eating food and a lot of women are stressed out preparing the best of meals and entertaining others uh, you know for iftar etc but the month of ramadan is really an opportunity for a spiritual retreat you know, a spiritual retreat, it's like get away. You know, we are physically focused beings. Allah has created us. He's created us, breathed His Spirit into us. We have the Spirit of Allah breathed into us. And He also created us from clay. So we are physically focused beings in the world. And what happens is we get lost in the world. Get over-involved in the world. Get very affected by the world. We forget who we are really, the spiritual beings that we are. The powerful spiritual beings that Allah has created. Angels were asked to bow down in front of Adam We are given great status in Islam. So we get lost in the world. And Salah is that opportunity to prostrate and draw closer to Allah. So salah is that window. Five times a day Muslims have that window to exit our lostness in the world. Where shaitan works and whispers and gets you very affected. Worry about your rent and worry about your partner. And worry about all the things of the created world. And we go further and further away from our, our spirituality. We become less and less secure people. We become less and less loving people. We become less and less caring people to ourselves, our loved ones, humanity. So we, we go into the world and we get lost there. And it's normal. But Ramadan becomes that opportunity that Salah is to bring us back, the Mehraj of the moment, to leave this world and to ascend into realms to have a connection with our Creator. Quran says, prostrate and draw closer to your Lord. I know many of us, we read namaz, you have to, if you don't, it'll look a bit odd. Namaz time, you're sitting at home. But it is really an opportunity for us to connect with our Creator, to become cognizant, cognizant, to become aware of that intelligence that is greater than our own intelligence. You see, we go through a whole school system and even university system and you get brainwashed into a system that denies the unseen. As we sit here, many of us, especially professionals and intellectuals, they don't realize they're brainwashed. A system that believes in scientific materialism. If you can't see it, it doesn't exist. So you go through a whole schooling system that denies Allah. The Quran says, remember me and I will remember you. And do not deny me, Allah says in the Quran. You see, you must remember Allah and he'll remember you. You know, it says, if you mention Allah in a gathering, Hadith Qudsi says, if you mention Allah in a gathering, He mentions you in a greater gathering. So, becoming aware of an intelligence that is greater than our own intelligence is not something that is very popular. We are trained into ego empowerment. Use your own mind. Think for yourself. And this is where we head off on a path of doom. The Quran says, 
that those who do not remember Allah, for them is a depressed life. And for those who do not remember Allah, there is dire consequences. Why? Because you're failing to include the creator of existence into your own awareness, into your own mind, into your own life. What benefit and blessing can there be for you if you fail to include the one worthy of worship? The one who is worthy of all. The one who is to be recognized as the most glorious. You see? So we get trained. Even our certain madrasas, etc. They focus so much on Islam. But very little on Iman. And they focus so much about what to do and what not to do. And the first article of, uh, you know, the first pillar of Islam, which is Tawheed, Iman, the belief in Allah, is forgotten. We don't even talk about Allah. We talk about Islam. You see? So we have the opportunity to recognize an intelligence that is greater than our own, prior than our own, that before we had a mind, Allah always was. And Allah gave us, gave us existence. Our own intelligence and our own mind, that intelligence we depend on, that we use all the time, did not give us our existence. I am here, alive, and you are there, alive. Not because of our own intelligence. It's only because of the intelligence that is Allah, the supremely benevolent intelligence, the supremely powerful intelligence that is Allah. So we are here only by the grace of Allah, a great favor given to humanity, existence itself. And not only are we here, we are here with status. Every human being has rights in Islam, every human being. Not a single human being can be disrespected. Sinners, saints, criminals, war criminals, the elderly, the young, neighbors, males, females, everybody has rights in Islam. Nobody can justifiably disrespect another creation of Allah in Islam. Even non-Muslims have rights. Everybody has rights. Dignity is for all. That was given to us not by our own intellect, but by our Creator, who has given us a body that has been created in the best of molds. See, in the best of molds. We have eyes, we see in color, we have hearing, we hear in stereo, we have smell, taste, we enjoy the most beautiful foods, we can have the best sensual, sexual experiences only because that Allah has designed us for satisfaction, comfort. You know, we can walk around easily, we got joints. When you wash your face, your fingers fit, your palms, you fit into your face. You don't have long fingers, short palms. You are, you're created in proportion, beautiful to look at. You see, this is a gift in favor of Allah. That's why the Quran says, Verily, in the gifts, favors and mercy of Allah, let them rejoice. It is better than what they strive for. We get lost in the world and we forget that there is that intelligence that has already cared for us, that has given us what we have. We act like we have nothing. We act like we have nothing. That's why the Quran says, for those who appreciate, Allah will give you more. And those who are ungrateful will never prosper. Because if you can't see what you already have, how do you expect to get more? You can't get more if you don't see what you have. If you, if you can't admit that what I have, I mean, how much is your eye worth? How much is your hearing worth? That tongue that you speak with, Allah has given us a mind with psychological capabilities, memory. How much is that worth? You remember who you are. You remember from, you know, yesterday. Imagine if you didn't have memory. Imagination, free will. You are designed as Ashraful Makhlukat, the most noble and honorable of creation. 
See, Allah has given us these gifts and favors, which the Quran itself says that most humanity is ungrateful. Most of humanity does not appreciate. And it cautions us against that. That do not deny Allah and do not be ungrateful. Because it wrong, for those who are grateful, it says, benefit their own soul. If you are thankful, if you recognize Allah and you are thankful to Allah, it does good for you. You see? And there's a verse in the Quran that says, why would Allah punish you if you are appreciative? And if you remember him, why would he do that? He wouldn't. And appreciation is put before remembrance of Allah in that particular verse. So what I'm saying to you is Allah has given us, there's an intelligence that cares for us. It's given us gifts and favors. Given us a heart to have love, fun, play, joy. You can feel that, that is a gift from Allah. He could have, if he wanted, not given us that. He gave us that to enjoy ourselves. Enjoy our lives, enjoy loving one another, connection to one another. And Allah has given us creativity that we can use our minds and develop and support ourselves in whatever way we want. Whatever you look around you comes from the creativity of man, humanity. That is a gift from Allah. So we have this opportunity to be on this planet that if you plant one seed, a fruit seed, you get a tree with hundreds of fruit on it. So you don't plant hundreds of seeds and you get one tree with one fruit on it. Allah has made it easy for us. The Quran says that Allah wants ease for you. Allah does not want hardship for you. It asks you repeatedly which of the blessings of Allah are you denying? Surah Ar-Rahman not once, not twice, not thrice, 31 times it asks which of the favors of Allah do you deny repeatedly? is to help you to open your mind, open your heart to the greatness that is Allah, the benevolent lifeward presence that is Allah, that is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, that wherever you are, He is. His blessing is in the soil that grows that seed into the tree. His blessing is in our body that you have an immune system to keep you well, if you get a cut or a saw, it heals. Wherever you are, Allah's blessing is. Wherever you are, Allah's blessing is. There is not a single place where you can go where Allah is not. The Quran says Allah is closer to you than your own jugular veins. That means you are sitting there and I am here. Allah is closer to me than where you are. Allah is closer to me than my own hand. Allah is always available. Say to the supplicant, I am indeed near. See, so Allah has given us gifts. He's also given us special favors. These favors include asking for forgiveness. These favors include invoking Him to create the realities you want. If you want to have an experience in your life, you can build a big wall and think you can keep yourself safe, protect yourself. But you cannot. Only Allah can keep you safe. You can go to the gym, you can eat good food. You think you'll extend your, you'll extend, you'll extend your life. Only Allah can extend your, uh, you know, your lifespan. You think, oh, well, I can make somebody love me and care for me? No, only Allah can put love in other people's hearts for you. See, human beings have limits. The Quran says that we cannot change conditions. Only Allah can change conditions. But we can change what is in our hearts. And when we change what is within ourselves and what is within our hearts, then Allah can change our conditions. It says in other verses that when you have problems, it's not for you to find a way for you out of your problems. Remember, your intelligence is limited. 
When you depend on your own intelligence to sort out your problems, you can't see the way out. And then you think there is no way out. And then shaitan suggests to you, yeah, you're right, there's no way out. Then you go into depression, you go into despair. And that's why there's a verse in the Quran that says, and Satan threatens you with insecurity and causes you to behave in ways unseemly. It is Allah that offers you his forgiveness and wants you to prosper with his bounties. You see? So when we rely on our own mind and our own intelligence, we rob ourselves of a great intelligence that's already given us gifts, favors, continues to give us gifts and favors now. See, Allah, Allah already cares for us. And Allah cares for us now. And Allah's further caring is available through invoking forgiveness and invoking the realities you want. But what are you praying for? Allah's caring is always available, but we don't use it or we don't use it intelligently because we deny that intelligence that is separate from our own, greater than our own, and we are not humbly prostrating, we are not humbly acknowledging and being cognizant of Allah. So one of the blessings that Allah has given us is this month. It is the month of Ramadan. It is an opportunity for spiritual retreat where you become more inwardly focused. That power of that world that has over us, that we get lost in it, it has its grips in it. Us, you know, we, we can't seem to be still by ourselves. We can't seem to be, just be with ourselves, be with Allah. We have to distract ourselves with something in the world. We've got to get lost in the world with food or with somebody or something, idle talk or entertainment. Not to say... Those things of the world are not Allah's gifts to us. There is great satisfaction to be had with the things of this world. But if there is no security of faith, then the things of this world can become a perversion. It's wonderful to have money. It's wonderful to spend money. But if you don't have security within you, you will be controlled by that money. It's wonderful to have people to share your lives with. But if you don't have the strength within you to be by yourself and with Allah and connect and find peace there, you'll be needy on other human beings. You won't be able to survive without them. So money, things of this world, people, you know, foods, etc. It's all wonderful. But this is the month of retreat into the spirituality into the spiritual self. It is where we in a healthy way say to the world, we're taking time out and we are going to use this month to develop ourselves within our beingness. You see the Quran says for those who have faith, Iman, faith, connection with Allah, those who recognize Allah and those who have a heart that is purified, that does actions that are caring, there is joy in this world and a return to the garden. That's what Allah's promise is. To have faith. He says if you have purified heart on the day of judgment, neither will your children nor your wealth avail thee. In the Akhirah, the day of judgment, neither. And Akhirah is very real by the way. We live like it's you know, again, brainwashed by the school system that you die dead to, you know, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, it's over. The hereafter is very real. But we live in denial of the hereafter. And the hereafter can be a great paradise. Like this world can be a great uh, you know, joy. If you have faith and if your heart is pure, this world can be a place of great satisfaction. Allah says in the Quran, remember Allah standing, sitting or lying on your side. 
look around you and see the greatness that Allah is by recognizing what He has created. That Allah, thou has not created any of this in vain. Subhanallah, glory be to thee, for thou has not created this in vain. So this world is to be enjoyed, there's no doubt about it. But you can't really enjoy it if you're an insecure person, if you're not feeling the security of Allah and you're not feeling strong within that. This world can become a prison for you because you think I need money, I need a person, I need food, I need, I need. We have Allah. See, we have Allah. He has already cared for us. Recognize the gifts and the favors He has given to us. He cares for us now that we continue to have life and this planet produces for us food to eat and oxygen to breathe. He, he spins this earth on His axis. It is Allah's caring that does that. He's intelligent. And Allah's intelligence is available for us to invoke now here and now, for further cleansing of our soul, for further protecting us from the way in which we have wronged our souls, you see. So the month of Ramadan is not something that is a you know, punishment that you know what you're having, guys are having too good a good time, let's get you into deprivation. It is an opportunity for spiritual <coughs> empowerment, it's an opportunity to develop your heart, to, to consciously choose to say for this month, I'm not listening to Heart FM, at least during the daytimes. That's what I've decided. I love Heart FM, I love Smile FM, but during the day, I am going to be cognizant of Allah. So here are a few things that I've decided for myself that I'm sharing. Maybe you would want to join me for the month of Ramadan. Is cognizance of Allah. That every morning when I get up, I will remind me that there is an intelligence greater than my own, prior than my own. And that intelligence is supreme. And that intelligence is worthy of praise. And I will glorify Allah consciously praising Allah, that He is supreme in intelligence, supreme in benevolence, supreme in power. He loves me more than I love myself. He values me more than I can value myself. He values my satisfaction more than I can value my satisfaction. Nobody can love me and support me the way that Allah loves me. All praise be to Allah. This is what I do every morning. I become cognizant of Allah. Otherwise, get lost in this world. What needs to be done? You know, what needs to be done? Children need to be sorted out. Go to prepare the feast after the fast. You see, the appreciation, see, appreciation that Allah, you have given me gifts and favors. I acknowledge what they are. They're very beneficial to me. They are valuable to me. I appreciate my vision, my color vision. I appreciate my hearing. I appreciate my speech. I appreciate my memory. I appreciate this body. Thank you for considering me. And for, I'm not an eel or a snail. In that kind of way, I stand on my feet and I can eat with dignity, not like a cat that has to lower its head into a bowl to drink. I bring food to my mouth. Thank you for the great status that you have given me. And I'm really in acknowledgement of that and I make shukar. I've also decided to prostrate consciously. That when I, when I put my head down in sajda, in sujood, I prostrate to draw closer. I humble myself that I could not have given me any of the gifts and favors, that everything that I have and everything that is, is only because of Allah and I revere Him consciously when I put my head down in sujood. I've also decided to at least do one prayer in congregation with our Muslim family every day. And to invoke the forgiveness of Allah for myself every day. At 
least that one time in congregation, I'll raise my hands and say, oh Allah, wherever I have wronged my own soul, and whatever the negative effects that have are the result of that, you have the power to purify my soul and protect me from the consequences of my own wrongdoing. You see, Allah doesn't ask for penance. Allah doesn't ask for blood. Allah doesn't ask for recompensation. See, other faiths tell you somebody has to die and there has to be blood and you have to do this. For Allah's forgiveness is available to all those who ask for it. I say, yes, I'll have it. He says in the glorious Quran, that tell to my servants, those who have wronged their own souls, that Allah is indeed forgiving and Allah forgives all sins. So I use that opportunity to have Allah purify my soul and have Allah protect me from the effects of my own negativity in this world and the hereafter. I also ask for the forgiveness of my parents and even those that are deceased and everybody that my life has touched and has touched my life. Those who have helped me, those who have supported me, those who have hurt me and harmed me, I also ask for forgiveness for them. I also invoke prosper prosperity for myself. I invoke the opportunity, I use the opportunity to invoke a life of ease, a life of joy, a life of satisfaction, a life of fulfillment. I invoke that for myself and for my loved ones. If I do read the Quran, I choose to read it with understanding, not just reciting it. Take a few verses, read it with understanding. Basically, I choose to have a heart-based approach. Spirituality is about your spirit. So the way you connect with your creator, the way you connect with yourself, the way you connect with others, and connect with human beings in a way that is a bit more generous, a bit more considerate, in a way that's more respectful to fellow human beings, rather than get affected, angry, annoyed, and abrupt with people, etc., etc. I also choose to be more generous. I also choose to be more sincere in connection, at least for the month of Ramadan anyway. I recognize the great man that the beloved Prophet Muhammad was and his contribution to humanity. That there was no greater human being in terms of contribution than our beloved Prophet. Not just saying that, but actually recognizing what Muslims and non-Muslims have said about our beloved Prophet Muhammad The greatest leader, the greatest humanitarian, the man with most excellent character. And I attempt in some way to live the Sunnah instead of appearing to live the Sunnah. I've also decided to eat more healthily and take better care of my body in this month because sometimes we starve ourselves the whole day and at feasting time we put a lot of toxins into our body, etc. That's not a fast, that's a fast. You see, it's a different thing altogether. And generally to avoid, at least during the day, external sensory stimulation, external, the world's, you know, so idle talk, getting involved in talking things that don't make sense, just to go at least from morning to night in a more centered, in a directed way. And also the month of uh, Ramadan has within, the, within it the greatest night, the night of Laylatul Qadr. So a great gift that awaits us also if we are alive by that time that I would also choose to use that night. And that's a whole different topic altogether. But the night of power is available to us in this month. And I pray, I urge that we become cognizant, that we seek refuge in Allah Almighty from Satan, from Shaitan the accursed. Satan is an enemy avowed and all of us here are whispered to. Everybody everywhere is whispered to. Nobody is immune from the whisperings of Shaitan. And we want to observe that when we are in a way that our hearts are close to Allah or close to ourselves or close to our fellow human beings,
we want to recognize that those are the whisperings of shaitan. You see, instead of being championing those whisperings and acting on them, which has negativity for us in this world and the hereafter. So this world, for those who have faith and have purified heart that do right, good deeds, there's joy in this world, the Quran tells us, and a blissful return to the garden. I intend to have the most enjoyable experience in this world and the hereafter, and I wish that for you too. So again, shukran for giving me this opportunity for being here. It's always a pleasure to be with sincere human beings who are open to listening, and also to give me this opportunity, the first Jummah of Ramadan, to share this message with you. Shukran, I really appreciate it. All the best for you for this month of Ramadan. May you make the most of it, brothers and sisters. May you make the most of it, fellow Muslims. Who knows whether we'll be here next Ramadan? Who knows? So, shukran. Assalamu alaikum.